The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Lettuce, you are not afraid. <laughs> you must obey my commands. Does that work? <laughs> no. That's ridiculous. Everything is wrecked against me. Gather around, y'all. Gather around, y'all. Let me tell you a story about being prone. Come hunker down by the fire. So, I'm down but I'm going to use my orcish ability. I can go back to one hit point. Are we after in the bees? Yeah. We're super after in the bees. And... Well, I, I was hoping to do other stuff to actually, you know, beat dragons. Mm-hmm. Is that getting weird to keep saying adult black dragon? I just keep thinking after hours. <laughs> <laughs> adult black dragon. Well, um... I'm like super tired of these dragons and stuff. But the most important thing is that around this dragon's head, it's there's no like bars or anything like that. Like it's going to be completely blinded and blocked off, so he's not going to be able to breathe anything out of this. Oh, so it's going to be just like a solid encasement around its pretty much. Okay. So that's 25 damage a piece. Nope. Because if I use my reaction to take no damage exceeded on a saving throw, that makes a dexterity saving throw with my shield. Adult black dragon. Sucks up that adult black dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and so begins round seven of combat. I'm sure all of our listeners at home are thrilled to have dealt with this much combat. I think we made it a little more exciting this time by getting pretty close to killing you. Oh, there's time. Don't worry. There is. There's oh, time. yeah, yeah. There's plenty of time. Plenty of time for that. You guys might even get to the point where that other, that illusion fails and that other dragon comes out. Yeah, then we're definitely effed. We have a, sh- we have a shot right now. Mm-hmm. You're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Uh, well, Melvin, I am saying there's a chance of you having a turn right now. Tell me what you're going to do with it. I'm going to cast another fifth level lightning bolt. At East Dragon. This is lightning bolt, not the chain lightning, right? Correct. Yeah, I only got one of the chain lightnings. Okay. Do we dexterity save on its part? That is a critical failure, which I wish gave you anything extra, but it does not. 
so here's the good news. Your damage roll, casting at a higher level, was a total of 48 damage. Damn. This dude had 21 hit points left, so you blow this dragon apart. Nice. Blowy. And he gone. He gone. He gone. You have seven rounds. Because now round seven and round 14 is when Melvin's illusion goes away. I don't think I necessarily want to make you guys roll every single dice roll, but tell me how you would destroy an adult black dragon that is encased in adamantine uh, in such a way that the bars are tight enough, etc., that it can't really move. We run. Uh, I mean, my only idea is cleaning fluid and set it on fire. It's a dragon. Yeah, it's a black dragon, though. It's an acid dragon. Yeah, it doesn't have any special resistance to fire. I'll clear that up right away. Yeah. You're not, it's not like, you know, the mother of dragons or anything, man. The delicious. <laughs> <laughs> What's, I, I bet you dragon... Have you ever had crocodile? I bet you it'd be like crocodile. Or alligator, oh. rather. Kind of meh. It's like a... If you've eaten it at the state fair, like crocodile, it's like a greasy chicken. Yeah. So once we... When does this... Uh, Shield disperse under what conditions? Again, uh, time based. So Just time based, not it, hurt based. The total time it lasts for is one minute, which is seven rounds of combat. Okay. Do we want to try to? Okay, yeah. We, I mean, left. So you Man, basically have you basically have thirty-five seconds to kill this dragon before it is released back onto the world. I could stab it a whole lot of times. Not with that impenetrable. I mean, it so it can't. His yeah. bio can't come out, so we I can't look encased. into it. Like it's pretty, pretty bottled up. Was it a cage or just like an armor? It's like armor because I didn't want it to be able to breathe out of this cage. Yeah, I suppose roast it. But I did leave it an air hole. So the only thing I can think of is to pour cleaning fluid into the air hole and then set no. that on fire. You heat it from the outside. Cook it. Mm-hmm. We only have 35 seconds. Oh. <laughs> really? Roast, roast for 45 minutes at 450. <laughs> Wait till the button. That's how you know your dragon's done. I'm all for the name palm. Any better ideas? No. Um, anything we want to prepare in case this thing isn't dead in 35 seconds of burning? Well, all my good spells do. Um, oh, I know. Do the trick in one fucking shot. What's that? Same way we killed the first dragon we ever come across. Portable hole? How? Oh. Behead it. Well, that one worked because the dragon put his head into the portable hole. Oh. Yeah, you got a point. How because, tall is a dragon? Because somehow... S- Fift, uh, 15 feet. Yeah, about 15 that. feet tall? How yeah. deep is the portable hole? Uh, even if the portable hole was deep enough, you wouldn't. it wouldn't be wide enough. Because this thing's, like, encased. Unless you could, like flip over this big cage that it's in, which I would suggest the weight of a dragon plus the weight of the adamantine, you wouldn't be able to do that. Unless you had like a gigantic cartoonish car jack you could put under it. So is that kind of canon now if we end up like putting a dragon's head in this thing and removing it, chops its head off? Anything you do, because that like, you're you're creating a space between one plane of existence and then I think it's a, a an extra planar space. Yeah. And as soon as you sever that connection, like those two spaces are no longer connected. 
Right. Okay. So I, I wasn't sure if you can like fold it up to a point and there's still like that hole in there that's still connecting them. So you can't really mm. lift that up. No, because it's basically <laughs> like a, it's, it's active or it's not active. And I like, I get this really weird and Im- like cartoony image in my head basically of like, you know, and the, like the magician does the, the saw the lady in half thing mm-hmm. and then pulls it apart. Like that's basically the effect. If that were real, that's like, that's what's happening when you, when you close a portable hole essentially like whoa all of a sudden (laughs) it's separated or like the the finger trick you know the thumb oh yeah oh oh oh, (laughs) what did you do (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing all right uh how big is the tiny little breathing hole this thing's got i don't know i left it like a four inch breathing hole yeah all right, while you're thinking, I'm pouring cleaning fluid into the hole. All right, so let's say this. So uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide gives some guidelines on improvising damage. It suggests that falling into a fire pit might cause 2d10 damage per round, effectively. Uh, so what I'm going to say is that this thing is occupying several hexes and you're starting all of the, or sorry, several squares, and each of those squares is on fire. Uh, but a certain percentage of the damage would go over, so I'm going to say um, it occupies nine squares. I'm going to say 9d6 damage per round. Do, do, do. That would equate to about 25 damage if I just take that dice roll at its face value. That's pretty much an average. Uh, And then 25 times 7 would be, what, 175? I'm going to graciously call it and say you've got enough to roast this dragon in its cage doing the remaining hit points worth of damage that it needed because it was also, it was down to 128. Uh, So if you manage to dump out you know, all right, so let me actually step back here, because there's got to be a cost to this. I can't just throw you guys this one. I'm going to say, if you want to do this, it is going to take you so much cleaning fluid that between all of you, because there was quite a bit there to begin with, but I'm going to say that there is three bottles each or nine total cleaning fluids left, and you would have consumed all the rest of the cleaning fluid. So if that's the way you want to go, it's a sure kill. But that's the cost. It'll it'll exhaust most of the cleaning fluid you have. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. We're cooking West Dragon. Right on. East Dragon was destroyed by lightning. West Dragon is destroyed by fire. And you guys have survived two adult black dragon. Well, Lettuce didn't survive. But the rest <laughs> of you survived two adult black dragons. A significant encounter, I would say. Yeah. Poor Lettuce. Such a short life. I know. The character that could have been. Meh. Well, fellas, let's uh, start carving up these dragons. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of adult dragon parts to put into the portable hole. <laughs> <laughs> Any other final thoughts on this encounter before you continue on down the road? That sucked. Yeah, it fucking I'm, sucked balls. That did. If it wasn't for this what I feel is fairly overpowered encasing method that I have currently, <laughs> uh, we would have been screwed. Yeah. You know, that's a part of going up in levels, man. Like, and the more creative that you are with the usage of the abilities you've got, that's why challenge ratings go up so dramatically. So that's why we're in. <clears throat> so what are all the dragon pieces and shit that we're putting in our portable hole? Scales, 
Uh, do dragon has have? I suppose they have claws, right? Claws, teeth, teeth, horns. Do they have horns? Yeah, I mean, judging by this photo that we have here, I'm saying it has tusks, almost. Actually, it's just ear horns that go in front of its face. Ear horns. Ear horns. For those want- of you uh, playing along at home, by the way, three 14th level characters. Uh, for that, a uh, what was this? What did this work out to be? That is thirty-four thousand five hundred adjusted XP, oh or eleven thousand five hundred per player. We don't actually do XP-based leveling, but just to give somebody an idea, you know, of what it would be like to to face that down and what you uh, what you guys just overcame. So nice work. So realizing through our experience that this thing is acid resistant, can we tell what part of the dragon was acid resistant? Like the uh, skin and scales. The skin and scale, not the wings or anything like that. I mean, to a certain extent, the wings would be, I'm guessing. Hey, could I get, like, mold some, if I get to the right tailor, some acid-resistant pants? <laughs> dragon scale pants? Well, I was thinking just the wings part, because that's going to be more amendable than scales. Dragon wing leather? Yeah, wing leather. So, walking some dragon pleather, or... Dreather. Sure. <laughs> so you chop off those wings, mm-hmm. and when we get to another town, we'll figure out if we can find a skilled enough artisan to do that for you. Apparently, I'm going from white to just pure black dragon pants. Feels right. Roscoe, do you want to upgrade your dragon's anus belt? Not really. No. Maybe get some dragon anus suspenders. <laughs> you have two more anuses. What? <laughs> <laughs> The anus belt doesn't really do anything. I can just say, hey, look. You can have, have anus, an anus belt. <laughs> anus gloves. It, like you a know. dragon Ed Gein. <laughs> 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 you could have a, an anus hat. That's what I was thinking. What if you had a, an, a, an anus sweatband? What if there was a... <laughs> The four of you, why are there four of you? There's not four of you. (laughs) (laughs) There used to be four of us. There used to be. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There there used to be lettuce. Lettuce. Poor lettuce. Poor lettuce. Now he's just a salad. Okay, let's try this again. The three of you had been wandering down the road. You faced a couple of dragons and that that encounter went went pretty interesting you did come out of it alive but not without paying a price a cost and you determined that you wanted to take the time to do a long rest and oh i didn't actually do any rolls to see if you guys encountered anything during your long rest i should do that oh you guys should do the rolls what am i doing uh so it's gonna be it's eight hours, and I'm going to make you guys roll twice during that. Uh, so, Roscoe, why don't you give me roll number one? So, uh, I think it, I wanted to announce before we start uh, going, I wanted to switch out some spells so that for this long rest. It takes one long rest, correct? Oh, yeah. This is to see if your long rest is successful. If something, if you guys have an encounter during the long rest, you guys that you can't change out or heal. Mother clockers. All right. So, Roscoe, what'd you oh, roll? Goodness. Three. That's a great start. Way to go, Roscoe, you piece of shit. Three is a piece of shit roll, as we've established. But I rolled an 18, so there's no encounter here. Woo-hoo. And yes. Colvick, Good job, Roscoe. Colvick, why don't you give me a roll? 
Four. That's one above a piece of shit roll, anyway. 19 on my end, so that's another one. Uh, so you guys are able to plus one. successfully sit still for eight hours and get your long rest. So now that we've done that, Kolvik and Melvin, you guys have both taken some extensive reworking of your spells and what have you to be more effeminate. Stop. I'm casting an illusion on you. You both changed out your spell slots to be more effective, so... Uh, you know, I mean, who's to say that I'm not going to just change out the environment on you, like, basically next. But, you know, you did change them out for now. So let's see what you guys uh, went through. Kolvik, tell me about your new spell slots. The new one? Well, let me tell you. I switched out my uh, spiritual weapon for calm emotions. Hmm. Yes. So for this, I can suppress any effect causing a target to be charmed or frightened. When the spell ends, any suppressed effect resumes, provided its duration has not expired in the meantime. And since this uh, whole frightening and being charmed thing has really not worked out for our benefit, it might actually help going forward. Did you ever see that comic that's about like uh, no tears shampoo and it's this dude going to like funerals and all this other shit and he's just like smiling the whole time? And the part, a second part, alternatively, you can make a target indifferent about creatures of your choice that is hostile towards. This indifference ends if the target is attacked or harmed. So if somebody is indifferent about us, possibly you can change that. Hmm. Interesting. Is that it? Yep, that's my hippie spell. You're up. All right. That's a good hippie, hippie spell, man. I like that one. Everybody just calm down. Yeah, guys, <laughs> chill the guys, fuck out, man. Chill out, man. All right, just chill. I don't even miss my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Melvin, tell me about your spell. <laughs> I took quite a few new spells. Actually, I haven't changed my spells up that much in a while besides some of the newer, higher level ones. But um, let's see here. I have been getting hit a whole lot more, so I decided to invest in a shield spell. I also took fairy fire, protection from evil and good. Um, maybe we're going to have a little bit of fun with enlarge reduce. Mm. Sounds interesting. Uh, I also picked up counter spell and dispel magic. Because I feel like we're going to be running into some more spellcastery kind of dudes. And I picked up Arcane Hand and Dispel Evil and Good. And then for my two high-level slots for 6 and 7, I picked up Disintegrate and Finger of Death. Giggity. Finger Bang of Death? The Finger Bang of Death. I want to finger bang bang you into the grave. No? Into the what? (laughs) The grave. Oh. I don't know. I have confused feelings over that. (laughs) Uh, me too. Probably my favorite of those was the Family Guy reference when they're like, they're all, hey, I'm going to finger bang you. Bang, bang, bang. I'm finger banging you. <laughs> finger bang you. Then Meg comes into the room and she's like, ah, I'm finger banging mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like, oh, Meg, nobody wants to finger bang you. <laughs> oh. I'm going to pretend you're the New York Knicks. Ooh. It's like, sounds like you're trying to get mustard out of the bottle on that one. Mm hmm. Not ketchup. It was definitely a. Tighter bottle. Yeah. Stone ground. 
<laughs> You're on fire today, man. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. Finger bang. Grittier mustard. Okay, so you guys have been successfully able to long rest. Uh, I would say you've got plenty of daylight left at this point. If you wanted to do essentially like a half day's travel at this point, otherwise you could wait until morning. There's really no game effect difference between the two of them at this point. Sure. Might as well make use what we got, I guess. Yeah, Let's I want to get it. out of this area. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Let's have a nice medium pace walk. At a medium pace. Are we still in a moist environment? Oh, man. I So I, I was thinking when that episode got released, the... Uh, one of the people that I work with that knows about the podcast, um, like, stopped me when I was walking by and waved me over. And I got to their desk and they were like, I just wanted to let you know that the title of your last episode made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? <laughs> the one who was moist. <laughs> yes. So, shout out to everybody that's uncomfortable with the word moist. 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 It is a really uncomfortable word. had decided you're gonna continue on so we'll give you like four hours of travel for the rest of the day here uh and melvin melvin it is your turn to roll i'm good at rolling and we got a 13 13 is the high number that causes an encounter treasure uh treasure i really needed to just next time i do a random encounter table for you guys one of the options is just going to be treasure you can say it and i'll be like it is <laughs> it's just a box of treasure it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just a big fucking treasure chest <laughs> holy shit there's so much gold and necklaces and <laughs> now you got my hopes up well, it, I, I don't know when the next time we're going to do a new random encounter table. I had a lot of fun building these, but... <clears throat> For your random encounter, let me read you the following text. In the mists around you, a single greenish-yellow light appears for a few seconds, then disappears. A minute later, it happens again, then again after a few more seconds. By the time another minute has passed, the air all around you is swirling with a steady stream of these lights, which seem to be making a slow procession to the north. They're insects, you realize. Humongous fireflies about three inches across. Though a few land on you or the road around you, they're harmless, and for the most part, they just drift past. The whole spectacle takes about five minutes from first to the last, and then they're gone. Cool. Not a lot. You guys want to... I mean, I guess if you wanted to try and, like, catch one or something, but... Ooh, there's... can I catch one? Yeah, why not? I want to catch one, too. Is it like a... Is it kind of... It's like a lightning bug, you said? Yeah, just like a big one. Going to cool. throw it at Ross or at uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw it at Melvin. <laughs> you don't even remember our names now. You gonna like run up and smash it on him, or just throw it at him? It's a, they're three inches. You probably could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about the size of a baseball. Are we gonna have like a bug fight? <laughs> <laughs> Like that fucking scene in, um, oh god, what's the movie where he's a model, Ben Stiller, Zoolander, 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 Zoolander they're they the gasoline, gasoline fight. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you guys have a have a little bug fight, why don't you? And roll to see if you can hit Melvin with a bug. Cock dice. Twenty. Whatever. What was the first one? It was genuinely cocked. Samsa. It was a cock dice. That's what I heard at first. Was <laughs> cock dice. <laughs> cock dice. <laughs> Goddamn liberal piece of shit dice. That's actually the one word I cannot stand. Uh, that's the grossest word in my mm. my oh, whole cock, language. Cock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh. it, I get a physical reaction almost every time I hear uh. it. All right, anyway, I'm pretty used to it now. <laughs> uh, I've grown accustomed, but it's uh, it's still not a moist cock. <laughs> <laughs> you almost ruined a few keyboards there. <laughs> God. Ugh. And that was the last episode of Vget. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> this is what your Patreon dollars are going to. All right, so that's what uh that's what happened there. You hit me with a bug, asshole. I'm just grabbing him and eating no, him at this point. My glow. I'm going <laughs> to take some of the glow juice and like put it on my face like face paint. <laughs> <laughs> Glowing bug ass juice. <laughs> well, he didn't tell us it was ash juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. Lightning bug. Yeah, I mean, it's their ass that glows. It's their thorax. I th- yeah, I just I like to imagine it's more like blood and guts, and that makes you a little bit badass. But when you say it's just like poop and pee that I'm smearing on my face, glow well, up poop and pee. <laughs> <laughs> thorax is just bug for ass. I mean, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Well, with that uh, relatively unstirring encounter, you know, there's a lot of these I wrote out and it was like, well, that was, that'll be interesting when I can read that to them. And then I realized after the fact that, like, I just read you a thing and you're all like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best random encounters, but <laughs> anyway. I read them nonetheless. Kolvik, why don't you give me your next role here? Uh, I'll be in Gentleman's 2. Ooh. Nothing on my end. Our rolls have not been great. Hopefully they get better if we're going to do battle. I'm just getting the bad ones out of the way now. Roscoe. 14. 14 is enough to avoid an encounter. And Melvin, last roll of the day. Yeah. One. Quality. <laughs> uh, that. Four dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 16 trolls. Oh, no, we did this one already, so that's out. Woo! <laughs> Would a coward do this? We're just going to kill everything in the first uh, three rolls and call it good the rest of the journey. Are there other are are there more uh, battle encounters left? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's several combat encounters that you haven't run across yet. You just haven't, or rather, I haven't rolled the right numbers to hit them. That's what it matters with us being invincible. Right. Yeah. Who cares about any of that stuff? Give us a real challenge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? All right. Okay, so that is the end of the day. It is now dark. And uh, usual watch structure, etc. overnight, I'm guessing. Yes. Roscoe, why don't you give me the first watch roll? Coke sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that in out of context. <laughs> Four. Four. Oh, is this? Well, oh. Nope, that would have been the trolls encounter. You guys did that one already. 
17 trolls and four dragons. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's not like Final Fantasy rolls where you just go around in circles and fight the same things. That would suck. You know, I mean, I I am a grinder when it comes to video games. I really enjoy the just like doing the same fucking thing over and over again. I play a shitload of Final Fantasy, like the early ones, shitload of Dragon Warrior. Where you just go around the town like 40 times mm-hmm. fighting imps. Yep. Oh yeah, I, I do that too. I'm just glad this isn't like that. Yeah, yeah. One, it would be long, and two, we'd probably die. Yeah. Yeah. D&D is not the right setting for just level grinding. Anywho, Melvin, second watch. Give me a roll. Fifteen. Fifteen means no encounter. Kolvik. One. Gentleman's one. That was with the different dice. Ryan. And that's another twelve, which we have done already. So you guys uh, successfully make it through your overnight. Day three has passed completely. You guys traveled for five hours out of that day. Bonjour, VGAT fans. How has today treated you so far? I hope you feel content and loved. I wanted to say thanks today to Amber for becoming a patron through Patreon. Amber, we are super happy to have you here. All of our patrons are the best and brightest humanity has to offer, on top of having impeccable taste. So, welcome to that club, and, uh, you know, let us know if you need anything, I guess. I know you folks probably didn't know this, but we actually have a website. It's thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. Probably the best part of the website at this point is the artwork page, which we are continuing to work towards filling up. You can catch all of the commissions we've had done there. You can also find links to Patreon and Ko-fi in case you want to join the best people in the World Club too. There's links to iTunes if you'd like to leave us a review. You can also find all of our social media links as well. We're the most active on Twitter and Facebook, but things occasionally get posted to the other spots too. Right now those two are just the most reliable. I do my best not to flood social media with stuff because I don't want to be annoying, but if there's neat things to tell you, like new artwork getting made or those rare occasions when we have a technical issue, we post it there. Folks, this week I wanted to thank Justin. Justin, I don't know if we've ever named you before, but we have a deep, deep gratitude for the VGAT harmony we use at the end of every single episode. We sounded awful, and I think all of us are tone deaf except for probably Kolvik. And it's much better with your voice. Thanks again for taking the time to record that and for letting us use it. And that's uh, that's all I got for you guys this week. Let's return to our already-in-progress adventure. Nightwatch successfully passes. No encounters. Just a peaceful day in the marshy cemetery e wastelands around Periprio. This place isn't too bad once you kill everything. <laughs> Roscoe is, in fact, next. Roscoe, what did you roll? Ten. Ten? Treasure. No. There's nothing. Oh. Nothing. That is treasure to me here, really. Every time we get nothing, <clears throat> it's a little bit of treasure. Mm-hmm. Better than two dragons. Yeah. This is true. Maybe we'll just get one dragon. A bigger dragon. What if it was three dragons? Oh, what if no. it was just Chad just showed up? I think we know what to do now. Hey guys. We're a little bit more prepared for these dragons. 
And that's why you'll never see them again. Whatever. We're prepared for anything because we're invincible. <laughs> well, Melvin, your role is next. Come see on. how invincible you are. One. Eight. Close enough. Nope, I keep rolling 12, and that was the troll's encounter. Kovic. 18. 18 avoids. Roscoe. 18. 18 is in a no encounter. Melvin. Don't screw this up. That's the last roll of the day. No, this is just the first half of the day. Oh, first half of the day. This is hour five. Almost lunchtime. What did I get? That's a 15. 15, no encounter over lunch. Kolvik. What did what did you have for lunch? Um, I had, um, what did we bring? Just like, uh, Mayonnaise. Oh. Some beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, what was in our hole? I mean, we got a whole bunch of stuff, right? We just Filled called, that I think we just called them, like, rations. Maybe some beef jerky. I thought we got some beef jerky and shit. I think, actually, panini was what we decided on. Or it was talked about. Paninis or pies. So, so you, you can't, like, pack up paninis. Yeah, you can. No. The paninis are best when they're freshly paninied or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but well, the bread is toasted, so that's going to last a little longer. Well. You use cured meats in it. Are we Chase put, is going to last. And we put mustard or mayonnaise. Well, no, that'll ruin it. What are, Instead are, of, like, are a, tomatoes a in higher there? level, can you bring something at a lower level? I can get, like, my flame strike to a can trip level, and it's just, like, toast some bread. <laughs> we can, you we just have also, to put them really far away Yeah, we could also start a fire I don't know that takes too much time <laughs> way too much effort flame strike your paninis in a world where there is magic how can we not make paninis while traveling <laughs> magic somebody, magic we sure didn't bring raisins magic pockets god that was the worst when your <laughs> mom packed you lunch and you're like fucking raisins fucking raisins what's the matter with raisins the rotten grapes. Nature's yeah. candy. Or people food. <laughs> <laughs> we were poor. <laughs> All I got was raisins. What the hell? Fucking. Twelve. Twelve for Kolvik. Um, and I rolled a twelve as well. I just keep rolling twelve. I'm going to use a different dice. You know what? I want to use this other dice. I don't. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that I just get to pick one new dice? I own this bag of dice. Look at these big-ass red D20s. I'm getting, Ooh, I think it's got some meat to it. Um, that'll make a good solid clump, you too. A 12. No, you didn't. Like, if you had a choice between a box of raisins and a Twinkie. Box of raisins. Twinkie, 100 times out of 100. <laughs> yeah. No. You would pick a box of raisins over a twink. I would. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'd How like about a box of raisins over like a, like a Little Debbie brownie. Raisins. Little Debbie brownie. We're dealing with a madman. What about... Uh, I something not hostess and we'll talk. Really? Okay. You're just all not right. a hostess? I'm not a hostess guy. Okay. Yeah. What a... Uh, uh, box of raisins or... Box of raisins uh, and a, just a regular old raised donut. <laughs> glazed. <laughs> A glazed donut? Raised yeah. donut? <laughs> what, what, isn't that like a yeast That's raised? That's a kind of donut. Yeah, a yeast raised, raised donut. donut with glaze. I didn't know that. Uh, go for the donut. Why are you saying that begrudgingly? A raisin cookie or a chocolate chip cookie? Raisin cookie. So let's, let, well, hold on. <laughs> so let's, let's say like you had a donut and then somebody else had raisins and they're like, <laughs> hey, I'll trade you that donut for these fucking raisins. Sometimes. You would take that offer? Sam would go to the grocery store, buy a pack of cookies of three different kinds of cookies in it, and one of them would be a raisin. 
thinking, oh, I like raisin cookies. Because then he would eat the chocolate chip ones. And <laughs> I've seen that play out at my work a bunch of times where people would bring in, the, it's like the Neapolitan fucking problem, but of cookies. Always the last ones are raisin mm-hmm. cookies. Always. Yeah, you know well, what? no, there is one exception to that. I think, and I think it's maybe just either people don't understand that they're basically pure sugar, but sugar cookies, those always <laughs> just sit there. You're like, I don't think I don't sugar like cookies are good. I, it depends on which one you're talking about. <laughs> Big reveal. They're full of sugar. <laughs> like, I'll sugar eat a oatmeal cookies. raisin over chocolate chip cookies any day. You know, I, I wouldn't say I'd take it over a chocolate chip cookie, I but I would Rafael be happy. To, like, I'd be pretty happy to eat one of those. Although I feel like big size coming from over there. Cookies with raisins in them make me angry. They don't make yeah. me angry. I actually, At least raisins by themselves are like minding their own business, not <laughs> fucking up other shit. <laughs> but you put them in a cookie... Like, man, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I think I learned here tonight I like raisins. Huh. Oh, this is a really, this is a much stronger opinion about raisins than I've ever... What about what, what about ants on a log? It's the only way to make celery tolerable. You'd rather just have celery. You'd rather have boring, old... Hmm. That, yeah, that says a lot about you, too. I mean, Cel- if you're gonna... Like, celery by itself with nothing else? Like, I can eat that, and that actually doesn't bother me, but given the choice of putting peanut butter and raisins on top of celery. like Why do you have to put raisins on the peanut butter? And I can see your point. Because then it's just a log. But let's, let's say you didn't have that choice. Like, <laughs> the raisins were already mixed with the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That, that sounds like the worst product you could buy. <laughs> peanut butter with raisins mixed in. Two acceptable uses for raisins. Raisin bran is good. I like raisin bran for whatever fucking reason. Apparently, you just have the tastes of a 98-year-old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, nothing like some good bran. <laughs> they apparently mashed them up to make the oatmeal cream pie cookies. Raisins that, are one of the ingredients. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, like the, the, like the ginger snaps on the outside? Have raisins mashed in raisins in them. I did not know. I like those. I, I don't mind an oatmeal cream cookie. If you describe that to me as ginger snaps with raisin paste between it or in it. Like no, it's in the cookie part. In the cookie part. Yeah. Not in Raisins the... are one of the ingredients in the cookie. Hmm. That whipped shit in the middle is just foam with some whatever in it. Or yeah. Not foam, sugar. It's sugar pro- foam. It probably is foam. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, re- it's recycled <laughs> packaging foam. Like, <laughs> they just got a fucking fire extinguisher in there. And just <laughs> You know what that great stuff is for sealing cracks and shit? (laughs) (laughs) They just sprinkle some sugar on that while they spray (laughs) (laughs) Roscoe, it is up to you to roll those dice. 20. Look at that. No, it's not treasure. Oh. But you do get to roll, Melvin. Yay. Roll for treasure. Roll for treasure. Uh, that is a six. 14. Did we do 14 yet? What's on the table for 14? Yeah, that was the that was the gnome that you found. Oh, um, we go. I'm going to go with fiver. Treasure. Treasure. Five for treasure. Five. Roll five for treasure. Well, hang on here. Hang on. Don't get too far out of me, because that was... Melvin's roll was the end of your eight-hour day. Oh. Of oh. Traveling. This is rolling for... So now we don't get the treasure for the five. Maybe it arrives when we're sleeping. 
<laughs> Somebody order some treasure? <laughs> treasure here. Yeah, your treasure here. Yeah. All right, so now we've got our three overnight rolls here to conclude day four of traveling. And that'll start with Kilvik. Ooh, Kilvik. That's pretty cool. Maybe, like, if you become sufficiently evil, you'll, you can change your name to Kilvik. Possibly. If your pants become that black. I don't think he has to become evil, just more powerful. I don't know. As a cleric, don't you want to heal people instead of killing them? Well, unless we see more undead things, then I want to kill all the undead things. They shouldn't be alive. Once you're dead, you should stay dead. I agree with that. I can I can handle that. I believe this is a point we can all come together. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about bridging the divide there. <laughs> nice job. Yes. All right. Kovic, what did you roll? Um, I did roll a five. Let's roll for evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. your five roll. That's a 13. Did we do 13 already? Uh, did we do this? I don't think we did this one. On the road ahead of you, you see a knight in dented and dull plate armor. This is like while we're sleeping? Like we just wake up and there's a knight there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I suppose I didn't think too much about this being well. <laughs> so, so Colvick was on watch and he's like, what the fuck? There's just like, there's this guy from there. We don't see this guy over here? What the? He's just like Shit. chewing on some raisins and he looks down the road. <laughs> There's just this dude there. (laughs) Chewing on some raisins. So, on the road a little ways away from you, the mist clears and you see a knight in dented and dull plate armor. He's on one knee and leaning heavily on a very chipped and battered longsword. And he's just kind of hanging out there. He's on, I'm sorry, he's kneeling? Kneeling, yes. Kneeling on it. He's kneeling on it. Alright, I'm going to get up not wake anyone and go to the soldier and see uh inspect a little more Kolvik you approach and he doesn't really seem to notice you uh, he's got a pretty heavy uh, what, do they, what do they call that the the thousand yard stare you know as you get close enough you notice his lips are moving you can barely make it out but you do hear him eventually say as you get close enough I came to destroy you foul wizard and instead you destroyed me all of my companions are gone, and I have nothing left to fight for. And with that, he lowers his head and stares at the ground. The night slowly turns into dust, and though there is no wind here that you can feel on your mortal skin, that dust is blown away until there is no trace left. And you are standing in the middle of the road with another... Wait, I'm not a wizard! <laughs> Wait! Oh, damn it. Like the end of Avengers. Is the sword still there? Uh, no, the whole... Everything? The whole vision was ethereal and blew away. Okay. What Mr. Darkseed, I don't feel so good. I'm going to look around. <laughs> what, do you gonna, got, what do you got in those raisins? I was going to say, I'm going to look around, look at these raisins, and I'm going to pour the rest of the bag out whatever I'm holding on to the ground, because I'm <laughs> really worried about what I'm eating right now. <laughs> no more raisins on the trail for you. <laughs> I'm going to drink some uh, whatever I have with me, I guess, in my decanter. Urine. We drink my urine and uh, wake up, wake up, Melvin. Melvin, can you get up? I really got to go to sleep, man. Yeah, that's cool. And I go to sleep. Okay. Next watch is Melvin's, actually. Give me your roll, Melvin. Right. Let's see what happens to me. 15. Nothing happens to you. Boring. And Roscoe. 
18. Nothing happens. Another super super restful night of sleep. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Invincible sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth day of your travels dawns, and you uh, start your walk. I mean, I'm assuming you guys keep walking and don't turn around and go back or anything at this point. Well, what um, are we still in our kind of moist, misty, and kind of swampy environment? Mm-hmm. And that'll... Well, go on. What were you going to say? Well, just that. I was going to say, after feeling uh, pretty rested after the last couple nights, maybe we would pick up the pace, but kind of in a shitty place to take a run at it, so... All right. So you guys walk for some time... You've left the mist and the fog behind you now. As it cleared up over the course of an hour or two of your walking, a shape began to coalesce in the distance in front of you. First you saw the outline of a massive dark shape, which turned out to be a wall, similar in construction and dimension as the one you left behind you at the start of the marshlands. A few buildings began poking their way out above the wall, and eventually a new wall emerged above the previous one, an elevated section of the city, still massive even at this distance. And then finally, the shape of a lone tower, impossibly and absurdly high, a spire against the sky in defiance of gravity and reason. Before you lies the dead city of Peripreo. However, as you get closer, you realize that dead is hardly the word for it. It isn't the big bustling city of Kingsbury, but there's certainly activity here. You can see the smoke of fires and at least some industry going on from whatever is beyond the walls. Any rumors or legends you have heard of this place on your journey or before seem to have been a little misplaced at this point. While the vast perimeter around this city was certainly the domain of monsters and worse, the city itself seems to be at least surviving as some form of civilization. So you guys are on the road and you're probably hmm, half mile out or so. You have fairly good visibility. You see this city before you that is clearly populated at least. What would you like to do? Um... Are we close enough to see if these people are alive in the city, or are these more like undead things going about their business? Are they thralls? Uh, from the distance away that you guys are at, you probably wouldn't be able to tell any of those things. Uh, I'll have you... Mm. Melvin, why don't you make an insight roll for me? Oh, do you want me to do that now? Uh, that is a 14 14 is enough to know that the undead have little use for fire so you can at least take a guess with your insightful insightfulness that uh, they're probably not undead anyway okay that makes me feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. but also a little bit concerned are these going to be Friends or enemies? Frenemies? What's uh, what's the landscape look like between us and this city? Uh, it's not super inviting. Uh, it's not... What would it be like? How would I describe this? Sort of boggy. It's definitely a greener than it's been in a while. Sort of a dark green-brown. Uh, but it's not like thriving crops and trees or anything like that. Like It's kind of a the useless... Fucking hilly mountainside crap that you'd find in, like, Scotland or Ireland. So is there any way for us to approach a little bit secretly, stealthily? Not with the aid of landscape or terrain. Gotcha. Okay. What do you guys think? Should we throw rocks at it? Um, I feel like 
we won't be able to reach out if we throw rocks. Far away are we? Half mile. <laughs> Watch you on a bet I can throw this pigskin over those mountains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have went pro. I don't know. What is there to do? Let's just walk into the city. See what happens. Okay. All right. You can go I first. mean, I suppose I could sneak in ahead and spy the lay of the land. You can make a disguise. It takes a week to make a disguise. I got time. You still have your old disguise of that legionnaire or whatever? God, what was the name? The I name? feel like oh, that might draw more attention, though, than like even being a rogue half-elf. Colonel Angus, or what was the name? <laughs> was it Colonel Angus? No, something else. <laughs> I can't fucking remember, though. Oh, it was, um, no, it was, uh, Corneli- uh Cornelius. Cornelius <laughs> Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest things to ever happen on the internet. <laughs> What's your name? Cornelius Hubert? Private, Por- Private Cornelius reporting for duty. Porn named after Cornelius Hubert. No, it's not. <laughs> People on the internet will argue about anything. <laughs> Is that what you're going to put on? No, like I said. Uh, I feel like that might draw more attention than just being myself. All right, well, what are you going to do? I'm just sneak in, using regular old sneak. Sneak around, stay in the shadows behind things. Regular? See what everybody's thing. up to if they're evil. If, they're... if you want, I could cast invisibility on you. Yeah, I mean, if you want. I got my penetrating ring, I can look around. Okay. All right, we're going to send Roscoe on ahead to scout it out. I'll uh, cast invisibility on him. How long does your invisibility last? One hour. Okay. Well, and then the two of you are just going to hang out, just sitting by the side of the road? Mm-hmm. Yep, we're going to sit here and wait for a report. Cooking up beans and whatnot? No fires, we don't give off any smoke. Mm, that's true. Yeah. All right. So you guys hang out there. Roscoe, you venture your way invisibly towards the city. You, As you approach, you see that there is a large open archway leading into the city a raised portcullis and beyond uh, you don't see any like soldiers guarding the gate or anything like that there doesn't seem to be any guards during the normal daytime hours at least as you get up to that portcullis and open gateway and whatnot you see that the city itself beyond is a it's a hive of activity along this main avenue Uh, it's about 40 feet wide it's paved in a dark blue stone Along the sides of it, you see some side streets and alleys going off from this main road. And the road itself is lined with shops and taverns and homes. And that kind of goes off into the distance, going basically straight towards the uh, elevated section of the city and then that tower that you saw from a distance. And it looks like a pretty normal, just normal-ass town. Like, people here seem to be doing their just normal business, going about their day-to-day. Um, it is about like 10 in the morning, so you see a lot of people hawking food and other wares. Doing some town-ass shit, huh? Just doing some regular town-ass shit. Alright. Um, I'm gonna sneak back out to Elvin Kolvik and let them know what I've seen. That we can progress into the city. Hey y'all, we saw some regular town-ass shit. Alright. I have no wow. reason to not believe Roscoe. Mm-hmm. So... If you really are Roscoe. And, uh... <laughs> I'm Roscoe. Prove it. Tell me something only Roscoe would know. Fuck the goddess. Okay, let's go on then. <laughs> let's head on then. Let's head on Check. in. The three of you approach the walls of the city. 
you get a couple of looks as you're approaching because, well, there's just not a lot of people that come in from the dangerous and terrible marshlands around this place. Otherwise, don't get a lot of pause. Uh, just people are going about their day, milling about, doing their shit. Uh, you can see that this is a fairly populated area. There's, I mean, it's not like thick with people from side to side, wall to wall or anything like that, but you know, there's as far as you can see out, which is a good distance, a couple hundred people here. Well, I think we do what the uh, typical adventurer would do, which is stop at an inn. Inn and tavern, because it sure would be nice to have a home-cooked meal and a bed to sleep in. Oh, yeah. yeah. A beverage. That'd be good. Who doesn't want a good beverage at the end of a long, long journey? If you guys are going to stay at an inn, well, the first thing you'd probably have to do is stop one of the locals and ask them what inns are available, because, well, there's there's quite a few different places of businesses along the way here, and that's at least how I'm in a shortcut to telling you guys. Within a short walk's distance, there are three total inns that you could stay at. The cheapest is called the Goblin's Anus, the mid-range is called the Salt and Suds, and the most expensive is called the Gilded Gold. You have these three options for places to stay. I think we deserve the best. Uh, how are we setting for money? Yeah. Like, awesome. Are we? We're still wealthy. We're still pretty wealthy. Yeah, we might as well have the best then. How awesome is awesome? <clears throat> Just trust me. So, banker, how awesome is awesome? It's really good. Oh. Um, Your portfolio is looking just, it's great. It's super diversified. I'd like to diversify that information into my head. How are much? our bonds diversified? Oh, okay. Well, as long as your bonds are diversified. Can I trust you that you won't run us bankrupt with this lavish lifestyle? I won't, but I can't prevent you from doing what you want to do with I mean, your... That's, yeah, I think I'll go, maybe go to the cheapy hotel, the hourly rate one. We'll see what happens. <laughs> the no-tell motel the, the at the no, end of the strip? Oh, yeah, maybe. You're going to get bed bugs. You're going to stay at Circus Circus. There, I did stay at Circus Circus. I did stay at Circus Circus. Did you? Immediate regret. Yeah, there are worse. It's true. Amazing. I mean, the clown is not looking happy these days. He's faded. I think a tooth fell out. I have fun at Circus Circus, but I wouldn't stay there. Kind of looks like Bobo turned into Bozo real fast. Yeah, it's not great. Not, um, a, not a clean Anyway, control. sponsor at Circus Circus. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us, you filthy hellhole. <laughs> so we did buy some magical items and this or that last time around, but we're still sitting on 24 grand in gold. Okay. So. And we're also subtracting what we've been using in spells. Um, sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, uh, the only time we've really been doing that is when it's like a significant spell, like when you're bringing people back to life or something like that. I feel like we sleep at the good end, and then we go to the shitty one, because that's where we're going to get more info. Like, staying at the... Love to go to Circus yep. Circus. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go down to the Goblin's Anus, because that's where the loosest slots are? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're going to stay at the Aria and head down to the Circus Circus there for fun. <laughs> I'll go for that. Okay, I trust you. All right, so we're going to go get a room and then go Mm -hmm. back to the... uh, Let's go in and find out how much these rooms are. Uh, You're going to pay 10 gold per night for the gilded gold for a a room that will accommodate the three of you, but it's a very nice room. Mm. Okay. That includes 
a hot continental breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. They've got the waffle machine. What? When we, oh, uh, and like the dis- it dispenses the waffle mix. And yeah. Like-, like you pour out a sad plastic cup of waffle mix, but you know you're on your way towards waffles then. I'm going to request a cup of raisins for the morning. Is there an omelet bar? Is there any old people there that are completely confused on how to use the waffle maker and they stand there and stare at it and eternally you know. they try to lift it up farther than it'll go <laughs> <laughs> you can see the little front legs going off the counter <laughs> they're trying to turn it over the wrong way though and like you know so as we go in do we see any uh characters that might be integral to our plot here i mean good looking characters that interesting we... people yeah interesting people so the Gilded Gold is going to be a pretty boring place for you guys. You you go in and you check, and there's a, a snooty bellhop and whatnot, and they uh, get your room all set up and organized. Oh, they're the best. And then you uh, saunter your way on down the road to the Goblin's Anus to um, do a little bit of uh, you know carousing around and seeing what's going on. Let's say you had a nice rest and a bath and all the rest of that stuff at the hotel. Sorry, the tavern and inn. These are old-timey. They don't have hotels. They pour yeah. out the water. It's just like mud from all the dirt and stuff that we've mm-hmm. accumulated. Do we have to like take turns using the same tub or do we all get different tubs for these ones? Well, you guys spent the extra money to go to the Gilded Gold. So I feel like they wheel in three big bathtubs oh. and you all sit in the bathtubs in the room together. Nice. Well, anywho, you arrive, let's, let's call it five o'clock, right? Because not much happens in a tavern before five o'clock. Dinner's just getting served. You can optionally choose to have a plate of the local, well, slop, since you're in the cheapest bar. And you look around the room and see a variety of different characters uh, carousing around around the bar. You make your way up to the countertop, and I think it's only appropriate that uh, the person working behind the bar is Grandma De Cups, and she says to you three weary travelers. What can I get for ya? Are we just like mesmerized by her like swinging? <laughs> Grandma De Cups is ample and free. <laughs> Freed from an air strength. <laughs> oh, Grandma De Cups. Uh, what is, uh, what's the best drink you got? What do the locals drink? Oh, those are two very different questions. Mm, I suppose. Episode 79, Flame Strike Your Paninis was released on April 14th, 2019. Next week, we will play even more D&D on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! I mean, I can EQ your voice down to whatever you want me to in here, so if you really want to sound different, we can. No. Isaro Chewbacca! <laughs> Could you do that to his voice? Yes, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> You've been Jabba the Hutted. Jabba the Hutt. Grossest thing in the entire Star Wars universe. Perverted slug. Uh-huh. That or the Pit of Sarlacc. I mean, that has like gross consequences, but that's just like a fucking thing trying to live. The desert butthole. <laughs> <laughs>
The Sarlacc? So we bring you now to the great and powerful Sarlacc, Desert Butthole. Butthole of the sand dunes. Where you will be slowly digested in a butthole for a thousand years.